the Denver Nuggets are not able to come away with the victory in Orlando. Let's talk about how exactly that happened despite a Nikola Jokic masterclass. The Nuggets are playing yet another in-season tournament game today. They'll have to win this one in order to stay in top of the standings, and they're going to need a little help along the way. Let's talk about tonight's last game versus Orlando and what to expect from the Denver Nuggets going forward here today on Locked On Nuggets. You are Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, y'all? Welcome here to Locked On Nuggets. This is your host, Swiper. We're here yet again to talk about your Denver Nuggets, your team every day. Now, I'm telling y'all right now, this has been a really, really good week so far for myself. I hope that you've had time to spend with family, friends, and loved ones. If you do not celebrate the holiday, which many of us do not, we hope that you still had a good week uh, being around people who care about you. This has been a really, really good week of NBA basketball. Had a lot of great games. If you like the NFL, you got a chance to tap into NFL games on Thanksgiving as well. And today is a black Friday. Today is the day that the Denver Nuggets are getting ready to play your Houston Rockets as well. But uh, we're going to talk about the Nuggets losing to the Orlando Magic. Uh, that was a really interesting game because there were a lot of things that could have gone better for the Denver Nuggets. They could have closed out that game, had a double-digit lead at one point, but they were just not able to keep it up. They were up eight, uh, and they're up six going into the fourth quarter, but they just did not have enough to get them over the top. One of the things that's most notable about the Denver Nuggets without Jamal Murray is their late game execution. What do I mean by that? If you go back to the New Orleans Pelicans game and you've got to see the close of that game, they just quite simply could not get into the action that they typically would. Now they did versus the Los Angeles Clippers, but outside of that, their clutch time offense has not been where it needs to be. And their defense quite simply wasn't good enough. Nuggets gave up over 40 points in the fourth quarter to the Orlando Magic. And some of this is just going down to the fact that Orlando has won five straight. The team is impressive. They're playing very hungry. Uh, and they're a team that's missing a couple role players as well. They don't have any stars on their team, but players that are important for their scheme without Wendell Carter and Markel Fultz, uh, they're still able to put away some of these victories, at least early in the season. Now, y'all know my methodology. If you are familiar with me on the Swiper channel and also on Twitter, Swiper Cam. I think after 25 games in a year, you kind of know who's who in the NBA. You know who kind of has the sauce, who are the teams that are really contending for the year, unless they make a crazy late-year, mid-season trade acquisition or at the deadline uh, like the Lakers did just last season. You pretty much know who's who. And the Nuggets last year after 25, you started to get a picture of how good they were going to be. The Memphis Grizzlies, uh, for instance, the Sacramento Kings as well. And then the Phoenix Suns, once they got healthy, once they made the Kevin Durant deal in February. And then you had teams in the East like the 76ers, Boston, and the Bucks. They were all solidified. And so the Magic, we're going to find out real quickly how good they are at 10 and 5. And really, is this going to be a team of the next year that's going to be in the playoff hunt as a top 6 or 7 seed for the rest of the year? But right now, we know they're playing good basketball. And Franz Wagner had an incredible second half, had 24 points in the second half after only having three in the first and he got hot and basically uh had I think 13 points straight uh almost in the third quarter by himself and was hitting some of those mid-range shots was getting to the basket finishing 
at the foul line as well when he did get fouled. Michael Porter Jr. started the game off shooting really well, got in foul trouble uh, in the first quarter, had to get sat down with two, even though he was making his jump shots. And there were just times in this game where the Nuggets were just in complete control. At the half, Nikola Jokic was a plus 13. Michael Porter was a plus 20. Typically when that happens, the Denver Nuggets are able to close games out really well because that means they've controlled the paces to starters. Typically, that means that they're up anywhere from 8 to 15 points, uh, and they were up 8, but they just did not have the same juice coming out in the third quarter. Uh, Franz, like I said, started attacking. Uh, the Nuggets' defense just started scrambling and falling apart in the second half as well, and they just look like a team that's been playing without a second-best player, that's been on the road a lot. And again, just for a frame of reference for people that might be forgetting, uh, the Nuggets have now lost all five of their games they've lost on the road. Uh, but they have played four straight away games at this point leading into the Magic game, and five of their last six have also been on the road as well. The Nuggets have lost 80% of their games in their last 80% of the games they played uh, that they've lost so far this year. In the last six games, they're four. They have lost four in their last six in total. Losing to the Magic, losing to the Cavs with no Donovan Mitchell, losing to the Pelicans, obviously no CJ and Trey Murphy, and then losing to the Houston Rockets as well. The Houston Rockets game, the late game offense wasn't good enough. The Pelicans game, the late game offense wasn't good enough. Now, again, if you look at these scores, the Nuggets defense has also not been what it needs to be as well as it has been on the coast of the entire year. But some of this is. They're early in the season, and I think because of the traveling schedule and because we know that the Nuggets just typically don't give you their best to start the year off. Now, they did. The rhythm they were on when they started the year off with Jamal Murray when they were 6-1, and one, uh, they were going crazy, and they were playing really well. I think they got up to 8-1, and 8-2, and, uh, and then 9-2 and two on the season, uh, and then they just started slowly but surely losing some of those games that they normally wouldn't. And especially when you are missing that big of a piece, you're just not able to accentuate your high-level play as often as you would like to. And in this game in particular versus Magic, uh, they got down to a late clock situation. Uh, Reggie Jackson just doesn't know how to do the same things as Jamal. So even though he played really good in that game, Reggie Jackson down the stretch, he just couldn't find ways to make sure Joker had the ball, uh, to get into those pick-and-roll actions, to rub off the screener, uh, and then to get downhill to get to a mid-range or push shot or also just to flip it back to Jokic at the three-point line or at the free throw line. And Joker like, got the ball uh, when they were down three and two different times settled for layups instead of taking a three-point shot, which is fine. But especially the last one, they only had 14 seconds on the clock, down three. Joker goes and gets a layup, but the problem is it takes him a while to get the ball. Okay, Reggie Jackson is, again, fiddling with the ball a little bit too much. And when Joker's open at the top of the key, doesn't give the ball to him soon enough, and then Joker, instead of shooting a forced three-pointer, uh, he decides he wants to take it in and get a layup. And then essentially the game was over uh, because shout-out to the Magic. They made all of their free throws down the stretch of that game when easily had they missed one of them, then the whole game could have been different as well. So very frustrating game uh, for sure. Porter had 25 points uh, and only two rebounds over the course of this game. Well, that's because Jokic had 13 rebounds himself and Aaron Gordon had 10. That's where a bulk of the rebounding went for the starters. Uh, Reggie Jackson even had four of that game. Now, Porter finished as a plus five, but Porter, like I said, was a minus 15 in the second half. Now, in the first half, he was lighting people up. He was playing super well. He was playing within himself, uh, and he was doing his job, and they were really playing at a really high level. 
the entire Magic starters outside of uh, Anthony Black, they were all in the double-digit minuses. Suggs was a minus 11. Wagner was a minus 17. Paulo minus 11. Uh, Bitaje, uh, uh, rather, Bitaje was a minus 11. Uh, the Nuggets were dominating. They were shooting really well from the field, 45% from three. They were 77.8% from the line. Uh, they had 20 points in the paint, 11 second chance points, and four fast break points. Uh, and then from there, uh, when the second half started, the Magics just started taking over everything, and they just kept getting what they wanted. Now, the interesting thing was, like I said, they closed out the third quarter up, leading really well. And I think Michael Malone actually stumbled on a really good rotation during the course of this game. Uh, so in the third quarter, Malone decides that instead of putting in Jalen Pickett, he's going to play a rotation where he puts Christian Brown in with the starters for Reggie Jackson. So you have Christian Brown, Contavious Caldwell, Pope, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and Nikola Jokic on the court. Now, again, on the course of the season, if you run that lineup, that's going to be a very good lineup. Just namely because you have four plus defenders plus with Jokic, meaning four plus wing defenders with Jokic. And that typically leads to success for the Denver Nuggets. But again, for some reason, they're just not able at this point in time to execute that lineup like they normally would. But on the season, just to give you some context for how good that lineup is, make sure y'all note this and write this down. That lineup, Christian Brown with Michael Porter Jr., Nikola Jokic, Aaron Gordon, and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. That lineup has a 129.0 offensive rating, a 100 defensive rating, with a plus 29 net rating on the C on the year, a plus 29 net rating on the year for that lineup. Uh, and they also have a 64.4% true shooting. That's a very good offensive lineup and a very good defensive lineup because you have a six foot five point guard with CB, a six foot five shooting guard in KCP, a six foot 10 small forward in MPJ and a six foot eight power forward in uh, obviously Aaron Gordon and then the six eleven Nikola Jokic. And so that's a lot of passing, a lot of cutting. And you got two, well, if you include Jokic, three premium shooters uh, that are on the court as well with two off-ball premium shooters. And again, KCP and Christian Brown and Aaron Gordon are good enough ball handlers. And MPJ, you can operate in that function a little bit as well. So that lineup should have worked better, uh, but it did for stretches, but the, they just didn't put the defense together. So unfortunately, weren't able to get a win in Orlando. Uh, but again, we're going to talk about what's maybe behind some of these ruts for the Denver Nuggets here. Uh, in segment two, uh, when we get to the last several games that they lost and how they might pick up the energy from there. We'll be right back here on Locked On Nuggets. So, y'all, uh, Game Time is a really great app that if you are a person that struggles to buy tickets uh, to important events that you want to intend, and again, if you have a concert you want to go to, a comedy special, or even some of you that like ballet or shit, there are great uh, even Japanese plays that I like to attend, like Shin Yoon, that I think are really good. And it's really difficult sometimes finding good prices for a lot of these things. So what you can do is you can browse through the Game Time app, and then you can even look at last-minute tickets or flash deals or zone deals for different events you want to go to. You can literally find tickets for every kind of event in your area. And you can find the seat. You can find the price. And that way you can determine if the view is worth the price that you're getting ready to pay. And on top of that, you have lowest price guarantee and event cancellation protection and job loss protection as well. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. 
Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NBA L O C K E D O N N B A for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And we're back here on Locked On Nuggets. I hope that you all are having a good Black Friday. I hope, again, that you have time to, to be with your family, friends, and loved ones. If you cannot, then we in the Locked On family are glad that you were here with us today. This is your host, Swiper. One of the favorite things I get to do each and every week is to be here with you all. So, y'all, let's chat, y'all. What's really going on? The Nuggets have lost four of their last six games. They've given up 107 points in the first loss to the Rockets, 115 points to the Pelicans, 121 points to the Cavs, and in the other loss to the Magic, 124 points. That's not the Denver Nuggets. That's not how they play. What's going on? Versus the Lakers, they gave up 107. Versus the Grizzlies, they gave up 104. Versus the Thunder, they gave up 95. Versus the Jazz, they gave up 102. Now, they gave up 110 in the loss to the, to the Timberwolves. They gave up 114 to the Mavericks, 101 to the Bulls, and then 116 to the Pels, and 105 to the Warriors. On the course of the season, the Nuggets have had, like, a really good team. They've been playing good two-way basketball. They've been making sure that they're locking in on defense and on offense. But for some reason, the last several games, that same energy, it just hasn't been there. Now, the Nuggets have the ninth-ranked offense in the NBA right now, and they have the 10th-ranked defense. They're just continuing to slide on the year so far after basically being at five and six on offense and defense until a few games ago. Now, again, small sample size, only 15 games. But right now, the Nuggets are just struggling, and they're playing like a team that is just mid across the board. So I think a lot of this has to do with this, y'all. The Nuggets have really been trying to make things work without Jamal Murray for the last couple of weeks. Um, they played quite a few games without him now. They played a majority of the season without him, uh, to be exact. And so a lot of this comes down to, I think when you're trying to find the energy for early season basketball, and on top of the fact that you're missing Jamal, I think they're just in a rut, plus the young guns off of the bench unit. Now, when I say the young guns off the bench unit, the thing that they're really struggling with right now is they're trying to find out how to get the very best out of their squad while also developing the team on the bench unit. In the last, since November 12th, since they lost to the Houston Rockets, the Nuggets are 19th in the NBA in that rating with a, a minus 3.1. And that's a 114 offensive rating and a 117 defensive rating. That's just not who they are. So the defense in particular has been problematic. The offense has been very problematic. And I think because Peyton Watson, think about how they've run. Since that Houston Rockets game, they had Colin Gillespie playing point guard. They've had Taylor Pickett getting minutes. They've had Justin Holiday getting minutes. They eradicated Justin Holiday, Jalen Pickett, and Colin Gillespie at different times from the lineup and just said, screw it. We're just going to go all wings. I mean, they have been trying to find a solution to figuring out why the bench is in a double-digit minus and not figuring things out. Zeke Najee has had moments where he's played and then dissipated from the lineup in the second half because he's not giving enough on the boards or the defensive energy, and he's not locking in mentally like he needs to. But something of note is that when we talked about early season going into this year on the Swiper platform, even on the Lockdown Network and at Mile High Sports, wherever you might get content, DNVR, wherever you might get content for your Denver Nuggets, a lot of us did note that because 
Peyton Watson is basically going to be almost a redshirt rookie this year. Christian Brown is in the second year. Colin Zalepsi is a rookie this year. Jalen Pickett is a rookie this year. Julius Strother is a rookie this year. Zeke Najee is in his fourth year, but has never gotten consistent minutes with this team. When that is your bench, and you got young guns, could you take Reggie Jackson out of the, the rotation off the bench and put him in with the starters? That puts you in a disadvantageous situation. You have a great disadvantage versus teams that are more figured out or more talented off their bench unit, Rockets, Orlando. And you lose those minutes, and you lose them decidedly. So a lot of this is – some of this is expected. A lot of this is expected because when you have a team that is trying to put a new configuration off the bench together, and Christian Brown minus 13, Julian Strasser minus 5, Deke Nagy minus 9, Peyton Watson minus 9 versus Orlando. And then when you see them play, you get an idea that this team has a lot of talent but for whatever reason, this talent, they just don't have enough to get the job done as of right now. And their identity, it's just kind of all over the place. Again, you look at the bench versus the Pelicans. Now, Christian Brown was a plus three. Pickett was a plus nine. Strother, minus 16. Zeke Naji, minus 10. Peyton, a minus two. Like, when Jokic isn't in the game, per lately, they just did not able to do it. Even the loss versus the Rockets, Jokic is a plus 12. And then if you look at the minutes when he's not in the game, Zeke Naji, uh, could he play next to Joker for a little bit, was a minus 18, Christian Brown minus 11, Julian Strother minus 5, Peyton Watson a minus 6. But the starters, again, all in the plus, but Reggie Jackson staggering with the bench unit. Now, Malone is going to continue to to tinker with this because he's taking Peyton Watson out at times as well, as well as the other point guards, like I noted earlier. But I think as they get more comfortable playing this year, to get more comfortable being able to commit to playing high-level defense with the bench especially. Because a lot of this, when you're young and you're trying to win NBA basketball games, it's all about how much you're willing to commit to playing hard and playing fast. And right now, because I think they're overthinking, they're overthinking the process, they're not playing with the same level of enthusiasm as need be. And then Joker. Obviously, foul trouble versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. He gets thrown out of Detroit game. And then this last game, you know, he's playing really well. Uh, but again, in the second half, the starters kind of let go of the rope. I think there are some things that they can fix and will fix. Namely, I think that, again, going to the Christian Brown substitution for Reggie Jackson and leaning into that defense to close out that quarter with Nikola Jokic, with KCP, uh, CB, MPJ and AG, and then having Joker, I think that's the best way to go. And then staggering Reggie Jackson with one of Porter or Gordon or whoever else you want to have him with on the bench unit. That way the bench has some veterans and some playmaking ball handlers like Reggie on the roster in the unit with them. That way they can play more consistently together. So I want everybody to have more of a long view of this because we talked about this, that they were going to struggle as a bench unit to start the year off. But from game one to game 82, the team is going to continue to look different because that way they're, they're just going to know who they are better than what they do right now. So it's definitely been frustrating for sure. And another thing of this is, too, is the connectivity and the communication defensively also has waned. Michael Porter Jr. started this year off where we're like, yo, is he one of the 20, 15 best wing defenders in the league? And now it's kind of come back down to earth a little bit because he's been getting attacked by Franz Wagner. He was getting attacked by Cole Anthony. 
in the Rockets game. He was getting attacked by Fred Van Fleet. That's going to happen again tonight. And then he just wasn't able to consistently play up defensively enough. Now, again, had some really good moments still. The Isaiah Stewart block that he had versus the Detroit Pistons when there was no Jokic and Murray, that all stuff made, made up for some of the mistakes that he's made. You know, he's had really good defensive games versus the Clippers. He had a good defensive game. So it's not that it's something that he's not able to do. It's just about consistency and being able to raise that level of expectation for yourself. And Aaron Gordon and Jokic as well. Jokic has not played good defense the last week and a half. Some of this is tired. Some of this is foul trouble. And in Orlando, he didn't feel like he could play as aggressive as he was because of the foul trouble he got in in the previous two games as well. So I think they're just going to have to make another commitment to that end and say that, you know what, even if the situation around us is not ideal, and even if we're having to struggle offensively because shots aren't going down, we must be a defensive first team. That is how you win games in Denver is by locking in defensively and playing with high-level execution down the stretch of game. And Reggie Jackson as well, again, maybe it's watching Jamal Murray tape. And watching and seeing, this is what late-game execution looks like. This is how you get the ball where it needs to go. This is how you attack downhill off this pick-and-roll. But, again, if Jokic is open at all, Murray, one of the great things Murray does, if Murray drags two to the wing, Murray doesn't have to, especially to the right side, he doesn't have to stay in his left in his right hand. He just turns around and flicks the ball back to the top of the key to Joker because he just knows that whatever that little precipitous window is, you have to take advantage of that, especially having somebody like Joker on the court with you. But, y'all, we're going to talk about the Rockets-Nuggets preview for tonight in Game 4 of the in-season tournament and what the Nuggets have to do to win. But also, if this win happens, what does that do for them potentially making it to the single loss round where it's an immediate, immediate single-game elimination? We're going to talk about next in Segment 3. So, y'all. FanDuel is the app that you want to tap into right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Now, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, not only is this not, there's not a better time to get it on the action, but you're getting ready to see a Russell Wilson-led Denver Broncos team versus the Cleveland Browns. You're going to see the Steelers versus the Bengals this weekend on Sunday. And again, I don't know how that game is going to go. Kenny Pickett hasn't played super well this year. So what does that look like for them? Right now, Cortland Sutton seems to be scoring touchdowns at will. Can you get an anytime touchdown for Cortland Sutton? Again, this is the kind of thing that you want to tap into. You've got a bunch of in-season tournament games to tap into tonight. The games have been really close. This is a fun time to join FanDuel and get involved in on the action. Now, the app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So, y'all, we are back for segment three here at LockedOn Nuggets. Again, this is your host, Swipe. I hope you're having a great Black Friday today. We got to talk about the Denver Nuggets taking on the Houston Rockets in game four of the in-season tournament. Here we go. So currently as it stands in the in-season tournament rankings, the Denver Nuggets are two and one with a plus nine point differential. The Houston Rockets are one and one with a minus three point differential. And the Pelicans are two and one with a plus 23 point differential right now as well as they beat the Denver Nuggets in the last game they played. The Clippers are one and two. The Mavericks are also one and two. Great thing about tonight. 
Pelicans are playing versus the Clippers, and the Clippers are certainly surging right now as a team. They've been winning a lot of games, and they look like a more competent team. They look like a team that is willing to play on both ends of the ball, that's figuring out his rotations. And as I look at the Clippers' schedule, they've won their last three games in a row after losing six games in a row. So they are surging, and tonight they're playing versus the Pelicans, and I think that is a game in L.A. that they would be able to put away and to win. But in order for this to matter, the Denver Nuggets have to take care of the Houston Rockets. Now, the Rockets, on the other hand, they started off the year 6-3, and three, but since this point, they've actually been struggling a little bit themselves as the competition has increased and as the team has kind of come back to earth just a little bit. So after beating the Nuggets, they immediately lost three straight games to the Clippers, to the Lakers, and to the Warriors on a West Coast trip. Uh, and then they beat up a very hurt and hampered Memphis Grizzly team. And tonight, they play the Nuggets at home, and then they have the Mavericks away. They got the Nuggets again on November 29th in Denver, and then they have the Lakers coming up again. So this four-game stretch for the Houston Rockets is going to be big. It's going to be a really important game uh, for them tonight. Because if the Rockets want, if the Rockets want to be in a situation where they're able to contend for the end season tournament and moving on, they got to win this, the game tonight. If the Nuggets want to be in a situation to go three and one, and they want to be able to contend for the end season tournament, they have to win tonight. This is the game that the Nuggets need to take serious because the Houston Rockets team is taking this serious. Shin Goon uh, should be back and playing tonight. Jalen Green just had his best game of the year, and you know what you're going to get: Fred VanVleet, Torrey Eason. You're going to get a lot of defense that's coming from them. You're going to get a team that's trying to commit to playing two ends of the basketball. And Jabari Smith with Fred Van Fleet and Dylan Brooks and Shin Goon and Jalen Green, they've been locking in. And this is a good, young, hungry team. Now, if you look at the overall NBA standings, let's see here. The, the Rockets have dropped uh, the 7-6 and six on the year, so they're currently at the 8 seed. The Nuggets are now at the 3 seed. Uh, and they're behind the Thunder uh, by a half game. Uh, and then they're also or by a game, a full game, actually. And they're behind the Timberwolves by a game and a half. So, again, early season. So, like, it's not like it matters a lot. But you just don't want to start falling down too bad. Like, you want to actually be able to stay towards the top. So, this should be a game uh, that the Nuggets are willing to take serious just because I think for them, for their in-season tournament perspective, this is an important game. Uh, but also on the other side of this, if they just want to make sure they're staying atop the Western Conference, uh, that they're able to get this game today because the Kings are playing versus Minnesota, and then the Minnesota Timberwolves also have the Memphis Grizzlies, and then they got OKC and Utah and Charlotte. And so they got actually kind of a little bit of a cake part of their schedule right now. They don't play a really good team until they play Dallas. It looks like on is that December 14th. They got the Kings today. The 26th, they have Memphis. The 28th, they have OKC. They got Utah on the 30th. Uh, they have Minnesota and Charlotte on the 2nd. And then the 11th, they play. Ah, the I think the in-season tournament stuff is from, that's why, it's like from the 3rd to the 10th, basically. That's a really interesting schedule. Because the same thing for the Nuggets, if you look at their schedule that they're going to have upcoming this year, they play, their, they play again. They play the Rockets, the Spurs, the Clippers, the Rockets, the Suns, the Kings, and then from the second through the eleventh. If you don't make, if you don't make it past uh, the group stage for the in-season tournament, you have off until December eleventh. So 
ostensibly, the Denver Nuggets, if they said that, you know what, we're going to keep Jamal Murray out today through the rest of November, and then if they want to keep him out until the 11th of December, then they can. And that means Jamal Murray, he will have missed. See, he played the Mavericks game, I believe. So Jamal Murray will have missed all the way up through the – man, he's been out a while. So that would have given him over a month and some change to have sat out of uh, the season. So that's actually going to be really interesting to see how the Nuggets decide that. But if I had to give a prediction for tonight, I think that the Denver Nuggets win because they already lost to the Rockets one. Two, they've been sinking. And then three, Malone doesn't play that. Malone got ejected versus Detroit. And then on top of this, they also have lost four their last six. And that's just not excusable for the NBA champion. And also for a team that is looking to repeat this year. And again, when I say excusable, this is not about their long-term prognosis for the season. Ultimately, long-term, they're going to be where they need to be. But I think for right now, you just don't want to stay in ruts too long. And again, a lot of this comes down to their defensive execution and communication. It just hasn't been there. What better way than tonight to solidify that versus a team that's also struggling, but again, versus a team that's going to take this matchup very seriously. And they also have already beaten you in their house. So this is a great opportunity to do that versus the team that I think with Ime Udoka, they're going to be trying really hard. They're going to play really good defense. Jokic, Porter, Gordon. This is a game that all three of them can dominate on the glass as well, controlling the glass, controlling the tempo. And then when you get into full court transition opportunities, you finish at a high level. Uh, then on the other end of this, you know, in a half court, you can take advantage of different matchups. So Michael Porter Jr. is going to be targeted. We know that. We know that. Michael Porter Jr. is going to be targeted. So how does Michael respond? I expect him to have a better showing than he did versus the Rockets last time. Because, again, Fred Van Fleet and them, they were going after you. They were looking for you. You know, again, you've had a really good defensive year for a lot of the year, and then you had a struggle bus here for a little bit. So Michael Porter Jr. should be playing better. Reddy Jackson, execution, his off-ball defense has not been good. He got beat on some backdoor stuff again versus the Magic. He is so locked in to who's holding the ball that sometimes he's standing in no man's in no man's land and then doesn't know where to go. And that happens to him multiple times. Locking in today. Don't lose Fred Van Fleet just on the move just because you're staring at the basketball. Make sure you're playing both. You have to do your job. KCP has been really good defensively all year. Jokic, tonight, this is another opportunity for Jokic playing, obviously, Alfred Shingun. Alfred Shingun said that Jokic is an idol. He looks up to him. So, again, Jokic had a really good game versus him last time. A lot of high-level shot making from Joker today. Play good defense. If you got to get that three-pointer working, then get the three-pointer working. But I think a lot of this is Aaron Gordon's going to have a winnable matchup versus Jabari Smith Jr. as well. So, collectively, the Denver Nuggets should win. I'm going to predict this score is going to be 112 to 106. I think it's going to be the final score of this game today. Um, they need to play better defense today and lock in. And then our offense, depending on the pace, you know, should also be able to flourish as well. But it's not as high scoring as maybe they're used to. But, again, right now with the way things offensively have been going for them, it's not been pretty. So we'll see if they're able to do it. But, y'all, let me know what y'all think in the comment section. Do you think the Denver Nuggets win tonight versus the Houston Rockets? What do you think about the skid for the last six games they've lost? Uh, how do you feel about that? Do you think that's something that's temporary? Why do you think – is happening for the Nuggets as well. This is your host, Swipe, but make sure y'all like, just share, and subscribe to the Lockdown Nuggets channel, and then we will see y'all on the other side.